welcome to the 21st Men, where we're redefining masculinity through modern manhood. We are here with our guest, Andrew. I'm going to let you say your last name because I'm going to butcher it. So go ahead and tell everybody what your last name is. Uh, my last name is Henshin. Uh, the A is silent. Oh, okay. Because I would have totally tried to add that in. <laughs> uh, it's a German trickery. Uh, <laughs> so say it one more time for me. Uh, Henshin. Henshin. Okay. Yeah. So just want to say thank you so much for being able to be a part of this uh, 21st Men, just being a guest. I know currently like COVID-19 and Corona has everybody with more time on their hands. So, hey, you know, I get, I get to get you on this this podcast. Uh, just for season one, it's an extended season one because of COVID. So I'm really glad to be able to to get someone who understands fitness and understanding what that looks like for manhood and how that could translate. So this episode is going to be titled Fitness and Manhood. So well, thanks for having me. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So let me ask you a question, Andrew. How are you doing right now during COVID-19? Like, how are you doing during the coronavirus? What, is everything okay? How's how's everything going for you? Um, it, it's going well. Uh, at first, I was bored, and then I just started uh, working on a bunch of different random things I normally wouldn't have time for. Uh, so it's been a great time. So you, you're prioritizing properly, I guess. A little bit. I mean, working on some uh, CECs for uh, personal training, uh, something that you do with that is continued education, so you have to work on um, a couple of CECs every year. Uh, and so I have a little bit of extra time for that as well as, uh, walking on a foam roller and, uh, spending as much time outside as possible. Yeah. I know. I, I was thinking about it today. I was like, man, I've spent all day inside and need to go outside and I still haven't made that jump yet because I've been busy all day, but you, you're going to inspire me after this interview to go outside. I promise you that. <laughs> well, you got to so- take a walk. Right. I have to. I have to, you know, especially since my trainer's arm is broke. <coughs> yeah. You know, I don't know who that is, Andrew. More uh, so-, issue. <laughs> so tell the world, who is Andrew? Uh, normally, I would like to say that Andrew's nobody, uh, but that's just um, an easier way to describe it. I, it's it's multifaceted. Where, um I've done a lot of different things, but I think of life and learning like building your toolbox. And so you just take everything that you've put together over time that works for you and add that to your toolbox. And fitness kind of came into my life around 2013. So that kind of answers my next question about how long you've been in the fitness industry. Well, let's go ahead and ask why fitness? Um, So being in the fitness industry different than being in fitness. I've wrestled since I was four years old and I started cage fighting, uh, after college. Um, I tore both my labrums at a certain point, uh, being too flexible is actually a bad thing. And so, um, while I was down with that injury, I needed something to keep busy and I couldn't train. Uh, so I went and found this, uh, boutique fitness, uh, in broad ripple, Indiana, and started working there and it was kind of like halfway between boxing and like a real job and then kind of fell in love with it over time. So why is fitness or in general training like that um, from since four years old being a a wrestler to, to what you do now? um, Well, go ahead and and tell uh, the the community what you do now currently. 
currently I'm studio manager at Class UFC Gym in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, basically, I'm just running everything. Uh, I do a little bit of personal training and coaching over classes, but it's a lot of admin work and uh, really focus on uh, building the community within like our studio. Okay. So as a man, what do you think your biggest struggle is when it comes to being vulnerable? Uh, that's a very deep, uh, open-ended question. Um, I wouldn't say it's fitness related. I would say it's more, um, in a very general way, being confident with yourself and being able to accept who you are and take a very honest look at yourself to figure out where you want to go and, and how you want to present yourself to others. Do you think maybe the fitness industry or what you've done over your course of your life and your experience has helped you kind of develop that? Uh, most definitely. Um, like I look at wrestling and uh, fighting, like cage fighting as a very honest sport where you can only talk so much, but then when you go out to perform, you have to, um, uh, be very honest about your training, the work you're doing and how you're trying to uh, get better and use those tools that you've been working on. And so uh, through that over time has kind of shown me uh, a little bit of what I want to be. And then obviously as you grow older and you mature, uh, you start looking at things differently. Um, that's when I started trying to distance myself from like ego and uh, really think about how I wanted to, uh, treat others and take care of other people and put others first. So you said you try to distance yourself from ego. Do you think your ego throughout your entire career has had to be checked consistently being in this kind of industry? Um, uh, being, being in sport. Yes. Uh, cause if, if you, you have to be honest with yourself and, uh, obviously if your ego is inflated, and you disrespect others, but then you go out and you perform poorly, then obviously you have to change something. Okay. Uh, I've been in one of my least favorite places is the locker room at like those small MMA shows where everyone thinks they're the baddest guy in the room. And some people are just there to uh, have the image of, oh, I'm a fighter, uh, rather than like thinking about it like the complicated high risk chess match that it is. And just seeing some of those other overinflated egos really helped uh, me understand like how I was presenting myself. So one of the things with the 21st Menace is that we try to empower men to be men of their word, honoring their word and everything that they do and letting their word be part of their action. And so just hearing you talk, and it seems as if you really kind of fit that mold and you understand that at the end of the day, it's about what you come to the table with and how you perform and, and how you actually let your, your actions speak rather than just your words. Um, and that's, that's very awesome. That's very inspiring to hear. And I, and I think a lot of people will, will like to hear that as well. Uh, do you believe that physical strength is important to the development of masculinity? Uh, that's another tough question. Yes. And no. Um, what do you mean? So, so physical strength is one thing. But I think the most important thing is mental toughness because uh, you're going to have to overcome obstacles throughout your entire life. You're going to have to be strong for your family and uh, be strong in like your professional career. And so I do think training and developing the discipline 
increases that mental toughness to help you overcome some of those obstacles. And then in a broad way, you can use those tools that you learn. So you believe it's, it's, it's equal balance mental and equal balance physical. I, I, I think, I think the physical, uh, yeah, I can go off on a tangent, but I, I think the physical is part of developing the mental because you uh, develop uh, a work ethic and then you uh, follow through on your plans and uh, with your goals there's multiple different ways to set goals, but you have to set attainable goals and you have to be honest with yourself about reaching them. If I tell you I'm going to go run a mile today and it's 1150 and I haven't run that mile, 1150 PM, I have 10 minutes to go accomplish what I told you I was going to do. And right. so then I have to follow through on my word. Exactly. I, I've just, I've been in situations where people don't honor their word and then wonder why certain actions are taken or results happen because they didn't honor their word or they didn't fulfill their actions the way that they said that they were going to. And then they wonder and they turn around, well, why did this happen to me? But is that because they're not being honest with themselves? Exactly. I think that that's important to understand too, right? I, I think the very first step in any type of growth is understanding who you are and what you, and, and, and checking yourself when you need to, it's important to check yourself first. Yeah. I like that. So I have this article from The Art of Manliness, and one of the, the bullet points it says is, is physical strength constitutes constitutes one of the few and most significant differences between men and women. And when I read that, just from you know face on, it, it, it almost looks as if they're comparing the two. What do you think about that statement when you hear that? Um, I, obviously, scientifically, I agree with that fact. Uh, from a philosoph- uh, philosophical, yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, from that standpoint, it, it's different. And that's like, if you look at strength in general, it's not always physical strength. Uh, it goes back to that mental toughness and the ability to endure many things and then overcome those obstacles and come out better on the other side. Uh, physical strength, yes men are just built differently than women you have the testosterone that that's always going to be the case it's why they don't have men and women competing in the same sport right i think overall um and and i'm gonna read from the from the article uh it says if the protector role represents the core of masculinity then physical strength forms its very nucleus and, and what it's talking about is, is it's saying that like, as men, we're protectors, as part of our masculinity is to protect, right? Is to, is to guard and, and part of guarding is our physical strength. And, and that is, you know, what it's saying is, is that it's, it's, it's our core basically to, to have that protector role. So it has to be also our core to have that physical strength. Uh, and one of the things that you were bringing to the, to a point earlier where you said, it starts with physical and kind of, you know, helps boost the mental. It even says here, building strength boosts your physical and mental health together. So for, for instance, it says obesity kills and exercising and raising your t- testosterone keeps your body healthy and combats depression. What do you think about that? Um, I completely agree. Uh, people exercise and uh, work out for many different reasons. Um, but I think it all comes down to wanting to feel better. Um, there's this like 
saying where it's uh, look good, feel good, and then fight good. Really, it should be fight well. But uh, <laughs> when you when you like do the work and, and and you look good and you're like happy with yourself, you're you're going to perform better. And then in in that case, that's that's when you come to the like performance like that night of the fight and you're going in the cage and you know you've done all the work and you're honest with yourself that, that and you and you feel good about everything that you're going to then perform a lot better. So would you say building physical strength can teach us life lessons? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to teach you discipline and um it's going to help with those obviously endorphins to combat depression, uh, uh, keep your body and your heart healthy. Um, it has a number of positive aspects. Um, I think overall it's something that should be, it shouldn't be overlooked for any circumstance. If you're having trouble sleeping, like you exercise, if you exercise too much, you're going to have trouble sleeping. But like you said, it helps with also keeping learning how to keep your word and and learning how to have discipline and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's self control, resiliency, stuff like that. Yeah, and, and and everybody deals with different things. Like, say you're not comfortable being around a ton of people, so like maybe a certain type of fitness isn't good for you. The the secret with fitness is everything. No, no. On shade. No, but but. Like the, it, it's about finding, finding what works for you. And the secret being that everything works. Like if you do it consistently, consistency over time gets results. And, and so you just have to find what works for you. And if you're struggling to get started, start with like a 10 minute walk, like, like make that goal that I'm going to walk 10 minutes every day this week. And then maybe do 12 or 15 next week and, and slowly build on that and build up to something. But if you hate walking, find something else to do. I know when I first started my journey of losing weight, I was 310 pounds and all I did was start walking. That was it. I hated going to the gym. It's okay. It's, 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 it's okay to start somewhere. Right. And, and guys, I apologize, but that's Andrew, Andrew's child in the background. Uh, so, but uh, I hated, I hated going to the gym. I, I felt I felt like I was, I felt like I was ugly. Like I was, everyone's going to see my fat. Everyone's going to see my breast because I'm over, overweight. So I have breasts now. So it made me feel super insecure to go to the gym. And so I would begin to walk a lot. And when I got down, I'm, I'm 200. I've gained weight since being on quarantine, guys. I'm sorry. But I am back up to 270, but I was too sick. I was 260. So um, I am, I'm actually fluctuating. Yes, it's funny because like three days ago I was 265, which is, and then I was 263, now I'm 270. I, I don't know, I'm fluctuating. But um, biggest thing for me is making sure that I keep a regiment and keep that going. Um, now that I'm there, you know, I started doing kickboxing and, and stuff like that. And with, and with Andrew's help, but it's just it's it takes you taking the first step, like you said, and I think it's important to understand that, even understanding your own comfortability, but also pushing past that because you're not going to grow if you don't push past that. So. No, I definitely agree with that. I mean, you have to start somewhere, but uh, it's the first thing you said you weren't comfortable going around people uh, because of how how you looked. 
uh, one, like most people are in there and they're not focusing on that because they're focusing on themselves. But two, right. if you're not comfortable with that, start somewhere else. Uh, right now, there's tons of free online workouts with uh, the lockdown happening. So there's tons of stuff out there. Uh, mm -hmm. YouTube is a powerful thing and just Google stuff. Right. I think it's important to understand our free resources and the resources that we have. I know that there's a lot of 10 minute in the morning workouts, 10 minutes before you go to bed workouts. Uh, if you haven't done anything throughout the day and you just want to, and you feel like you're sluggish. Yeah. There's a lot on there. I follow a couple, um, as well. I'll put in the link with this episode. Um, but if you have any tips, tricks, or, you know, anything like that, that you wish to share for the episode, Andrew, I'll go ahead and put it in the link as well. So that way they have it. For sure. Um, but I appreciate the fact that you that how we how we can put those two things together uh, and understanding what it looks like to start, because I think that's where people, especially men who feel like they they don't because we're not vulnerable enough to talk to one another or have the conversation. We don't ever ask, well, how do I start? So and I, and I think that that really kind of gives them gives them that starting point. I guess my last question for you, um, Andrew, is how do you believe we can change the narrative amongst men in regards to our conversation, our community, um, just in general amongst each other from not only fitness, but our mental health, our physical health, everything? I, I think it all ties together, but uh, for changing the narrative, it's just about getting started and uh Sometimes like being scared to start, like that's the hardest part. Uh, I always go back to it takes three weeks to create a new habit. And then uh, the difference in goal setting that you try to do. If you, if you say, I want to lose 50 pounds. Okay. My first question is going to be how long? And then if you say six months, then we're going to try and break that down or five months because math is hard. I've been hitting head a lot. Uh, break that down. So that's 10 pounds a month. So if right. you break that down by four, so now, now you're looking at uh, two and a half pounds a week. Two, two to three pounds a week is a sustainable way to lose weight and be able to keep it off and do it the right way. Exactly. Uh, but but so you're break, breaking that big goal down into smaller, obtainable goals, and now you're not focusing on the big number. You're focused on what can I do this week? What can I do today? Mm. Yeah, I think that's important. Sustainable growth rather than just doing something to do it. I think I've, I, I remember thinking about this journey for myself. I think that's important. Um, one of the biggest things is making lifestyle changes and people are like, Oh, you can have this. It's okay. Are you, man, it's not going to hurt you just to have this this one time or, or to do it this way. I'm like, no, I don't want it. I don't. Yes, I could. Yeah. Cool. It's not gonna hurt me right now. But then I start getting into a habit of making a mistake every single time. And it's this, it, it just doesn't work. It has to be a lifestyle change and it has to be gradual so it can be sustainable. So yeah, sure. I, I love uh, the word lifestyle change. Um, it, so shout out to Mike Dolce and the Dolce diet. Uh, Mike Dolce was a uh, strength and conditioning and diet coach for a lot of MMA fighters. And I first found his book living lean, but that was one of the first principles that it talks about is it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle change. Diets start and end. And then you just go back to doing what you were doing before, but you have to make that lifestyle change and you don't have to change everything at once. But again, break things down, pick it apart, 
and slowly start to chip away at it. And that's how you make progress. Consistency over time gets results. Awesome. Well, yeah, you know what? This is a great conversation. Um, I think a lot of the biggest key points that we talked about is sustainable growth, understanding um, consistency and honoring your word and making sure that, you know, you are following through as a man and, and honestly how fitness can play a part in that. I appreciate the time that you took, Andrew, to come on the, the 21st Man and to give us some some knowledge on how fitness can play into our manhood and our masculinity and how we can use that in our everyday life. I really do appreciate that, man. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I think it comes down to just being honest with yourself. Thank you, boss man. Well, thank you guys again. Remember to like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, at it's, or I apologize, at um, the 21st men. And also we are on YouTube at the 21st men as well. So make sure that you subscribe to that for more videos. Season two for our video cast has been extended to June, but be on the lookout for a date. Thanks for having me.